Well, good morning, everybody. How is everybody this morning? I love this new setup. This is awesome. Got the blue going on. This is great. I'm in a good mood, though. I'm not blue, I promise. We'll change it. There you go. That's right. Well, uh, it was my birthday yesterday. Celebrating, I'm not going to tell you what anniversary of my 39th birthday. But I was celebrating it. And uh, thank you for everyone who wished me a happy birthday on Facebook. And appreciate that. For those of you who didn't, I, you know, I'm not upset about it. I just defriended you. So, <laughs> but no, thank you guys very much. And that's great being here. Jane's got to come with me uh, today. She was feeling a little under the weather and wasn't sure if she's going to be able to make it, but I'm so glad she was able to be here. And um, like Mike said, we um, work with uh, Southern New Mexico Outreach here in the community, the county of Otero County, and um, operate the Pregnancy Help Center, which helps young women in unplanned pregnancies, and uh, direct King's Treasure Thrift Store, which helps fund that and also helps fund other um, outreaches and things in the community, and we're excited to be a part of that here. We've been here 15 years, and um, the great news is that Jane continues to stay. <laughs> You're stuck with me as long as she stays. So, but anyway, we love you guys. Love being back up here in, in Cloudcroft, our family. Always, still uh, have always felt like you guys are our family, and we appreciate the prayers and the support of this church for the ministry. It's a tremendous blessing. I want to uh, share with you this morning about, just talk with you about lines. And, you know, we're, we're living in an age right now where the lines are kind of fuzzy, aren't they? It's like, well, where do we draw the line? Where, what's right? What's wrong? There's so many things kind of going on. I was just talking with John. He was telling me that there's a, some fuzzy lines kind of trying to be redefined on zoning and up here in the... Um, in the village and uh you know there's just always things we're looking at and, and trying to define those and so i wanted to look at that a little bit this morning but first i want to I, I went to an expert who understands lines and um he, he he's having a little difficulty because the majority of people that he's talking with their lines are really fuzzy and their understanding of what lines are um are, are difficult and so he's trying to help them but it's just not working and you know it, it made me think of where we're at in our society um, in some of our cases so we're gonna we're gonna watch our expert here and he's gonna try to help us understand some lines our company has a new strategic initiative to increase market participation maximize brand loyalty and enhance enhanced assets. in pursuit of these objectives we start a new project for to require seven red lines. I understand your company can help us in this matter. Of course. Walter here will be the project manager. Walter, we can do this, can't we? Yes, of course. Anderson here. I love his look. <laughs> How many of you have been in conversations like that? In this last week, even. So my question is, where do we draw the lines? Some of these situations that we're, we're facing, some of the situations, you know, abortion has just come up again, and is, they're trying to redefine when the validity of life 
is. Um, heard a story about a state police officer who decided, he made a de- uh, decision that he would confiscate some drugs and keep some drugs on the side to pay his informants so that he could get more arrests. So wh- where's that line? Where's the line to determine something that happens here in uh, Cloudcroft sometimes? How to select the valedictorian? <laughs> because the race can be pretty, pretty high energy, and uh, they can be pretty close, but there, there seems to be a discrepancy sometimes, and usually it's with the people who don't win, <laughs> not the people who do. But there's all these lines we face every day as people. And then there's the moral choices that you and I each face every day. Do we have a glass of wine? Do we not? How many glasses of wine? <laughs> and in the Baptist church, you know, there's a pretty strict thing. We don't dance, drink, or chew, and we don't go, go with girls who do. <laughs> but in your own personal life, where do you draw that line? Where do you draw your line? Well, I want to talk a little bit today, and, and Jesus had this situation come up to him. It's in Luke. Um, it's in, <laughs> thank you, Dale. <laughs> it's in Luke ten twenty five, and this there's several, uh, a couple of different accounts of this particular conversation. One in Matthew and one in Mark, but it's a one of the religious leaders, he stood up and he, he asked Jesus, he said, look, what, how, what can I do to inherit eternal life? And he's asking, where's the line? Um, in the other two accounts, one of, them is at, one of them asked Jesus, what's the most important commandment? And another one um, asked, what's the greatest commandment? And you know, both of these questions are line questions. They're linear questions what must i do what can i do to get closer to god and jesus replied he said well in in this particular account he said what does the law of moses say how do you read it and the gentleman answered he said you must love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul all your strength and all your mind and then love your neighbor as yourself jesus told him right He said, do this and you'll live. The man wanted to justify himself and his actions. So he asked Jesus, well, who is my neighbor? And it's very interesting. I had a conversation with some gentlemen this last week and we were talking about this scripture because one of them asked me, you know, what what do you feel like is the most important thing I could do? And it was great because I've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks now. And I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity to share this information. And so I just started sharing with him about it's it's about loving God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. And it was interesting because both of the gentlemen both came to the same conclusion as this lawyer (laughs) wishing to justify themselves. They told me how they got close to this line. They drew this line and they quit doing this. They stopped doing that. And. And it's interesting how the gentleman blows past this. And then we go into that, the parable that Jesus talks about with the, that we're, we all are aware of, the Good Samaritan. But I don't want to blow past this this morning. 
Because one of the things that Jesus does here, very interestingly, is, and in, especially in the other two accounts, because he answers the gentleman, he takes away the linear line. And see, we want to draw, we've got, I'm going to show you how this works. We've got God up here, and I'm sorry he's so small, but that's as big as we could get him on the screen to do this illustration. And then there's us or me, and I'm sorry I'm bragging, being that big up against God, but again, you've got to see it. And a lot of times we draw this line in the sand. And we ask ourselves, what do we need to do to get across this line to God? What do we need to do? What, what is it in my life that I need to do to get there? And the awesome thing about this is Jesus erases that line. And he said, it's not about a linear thing. What do we do? It's about who we are. And so what I want to do is look at it this way, more of a circle. It's a circular answer. We ask linear questions to God, and he gives us circular answers. And it doesn't mean that he runs us around in circles. It means that it's different. So let's look at this, how this works. You've got God. He's up there somewhere, right? There he is. Let's go to God. Let's do the next one. Go to the next slide, I think. another one isn't there another one okay so jesus's response to him is to love god with to love god so we're going to start with that we want to wish well that word means to wish well to take pleasure in to long for and to esteem it's not just about going and doing something okay well if i don't drink this much, then I'm going to be, it's going to be okay. It, when is it okay to have an abortion? When is life life? When is, and Jesus says, love God. Hold him in high esteem, long for him. And how are we to love him? With all. What does that word all mean in Greek? It means all. <laughs> it means the whole means the entire it means complete so we're to esteem god and long for him and to love him with our complete heart which that greek word for heart means the center it means our character it means um, our intent loving god with our all our intent what are we intent on doing today What's your intent and your motive? He goes on to say to love God with all your soul. Your soul in Greek is, is that vital breath of life. It's that inward person, that who you are. Your soul is who Maria is. When you think of John and Maria, that's their soul, when, that personality of who they are. So it's to love God with our whole personality and he goes on to say in that greek word and in, in the greek here to love god with all your heart soul and strength and that greek word means power your might force or your abilities loving god with all your ability 
You know, when you're when I I just think of that when I'm going to work and when I'm doing things with my hands, am I really loving God with all of my ability, my strength, and the things that I can do at King's Treasure? One of the we have two core values that we um, try to work under and work with, and it's excellence in everything we do and teamwork in the way we do it. And we get the excellence in everything we do from this scripture. That we would love God and honor Him with all of our ability. Now, I'm not going to do it perfect. It's not ever going to be perfect. But you know what? I can go home knowing that I did it excellent. And I did it the very best I could. And you know what? I sleep great at night. (laughs) Because I know when I go home, I did the very best I could. And then lastly, loving God with all your mind. And that's our intellect. That takes care of, if you look at these and you put them on, that takes care of our whole being. And Jesus' response to them and God's response to us a lot of times isn't linear, but it's circular. It's what's our motives? What's, what's our life about? Let's go to that next one. I think I got ahead of that one. Sorry about that. That's where I was throwing him off. So let's look at Jesus' response in this way. There's God. There's me again. And instead of a linear line, he draws a circle. And he says, what I want you to do, instead of looking at life through these individual steps and individual things, let's look at it from loving God with all your your intent, all your personality, all your ability and all your intellect. He says, you know what? That's how you walk with God. If you want to inherit eternal life, love God with these aspects of your life. Put him first. Put him in the center of your life. Put him in the center of everything you do. When you're making these decisions, when you're making things that are difficult, instead of going, well, Is this my choice? Is this my right? Is this put God in the center and ask him those questions? Yeah, I want to love you with all my intent. Is this going to be the best way to love you? I want to love you with all my personality, with who I am. You know, your personality is a, uh, the best way I've heard it described is your personality is the way you tell a joke. Some people can tell a joke, and it's just great. They can tell a story, get everybody in stitches. The same person can come by, or a different person can come by, tell the same joke, and everybody just looks at them like, you don't get it, do you? You can't tell tell a punchline. You lost it. And so that's a personality, is the way someone tells a joke. Your character is the type of jokes you choose to tell. And that's our heart intent in your personality. But in your personality, are you honoring and loving God? Have you ever worked with somebody or been around somebody that they have anger issues or they have some kind of personality issue that it's a shortcoming? It's not necessarily, they're not walking in love. But they tell you, well, that's just who I am. And you have to get over it and just accept me for who I am. That's, that's me. Well, you know, if we love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and we love Him with our personality... That means our personalities, they do change some. We can't walk around in anger. We can't walk around with outbursts. 
Because that's not who God is. Right? I know I'm meddling. I know that's getting a little personal. But loving God with all of our ability and all of our intellect. When we do this, all these, whatever comes in from the outside, you have these outside infiltrations. Those things are automatically identified. You can look at it and go, you know what? Is that really honoring God? And I want to talk about the abortion issue just a little bit. And I'm going to keep it rated G for us. But where does the abortion issue really start? We have 1.2 million abortions in North America every year. That's down from 1.5. But we have 1.2 million every year. And let's say that, let's take out the number that, just for argument's sake, that are um, because of someone forcing himself on someone or because of the the health of the, the mom. Let's take those out. That still leaves 1.1, abortions a year that are done because something infiltrates that person's life and they decide they're going to make a decision outside of loving God with all their intent, their personality, their ability, and their intellect. They're involved in things that God would say, look, that's not going to be good for you. Matter of fact, Paul's in... 1 Corinthians 6, he's talking to uh, the church of Corinth and people of Corinth about this issue. And he's saying, basically, look, there's not a law in our nation against this, against you being promiscuous, but it's not beneficial. (laughs) It's not a good thing. And it's against God's design. But 1,176,000 babies are conceived typically out of people making choices that they shouldn't be making. That they've declared, you know what? They're making a linear decision and saying, as long as I don't get this close, I'm okay. This is my right. This is my, uh, I have the right to do what I want. And what Jesus is saying here is we really don't. If you want to inherit the kingdom of God, he needs to be at the center. Now, here's the reality. Can you get forgiveness? Yeah. Can God forgive us for for walking across the line or, or living a linear life? Yeah, he can forgive us. But is it beneficial? Is it helpful? Did it help that 1.1 million babies? In their life? Did it help? And, and in our society right now, we'll look and say, well, you know, they're not, they weren't going to be wanted anyway. I don't know if they're really, if they were going to be uh, productive in the community. I don't know if they were going to help our society move forward. I can tell you the truth. Being working with young women in unplanned pregnancies for 29 years now, that God has incredible destinies for those young ladies, for those young men, for those babies. 
And that's what we see in Scripture. Scripture says that from the point of conception, God starts designing. He's intricately involved in that baby. Matter of fact, in uh, uh, Psalms 139, it says, Every day of my life is written in your book before one came to pass. He's already planning. He's already moving forward. He didn't start a linear life. He starts a circular thing of, man, I'm gonna, I've got destiny here. But if we started making our decisions and taking our freedoms in the circular realm, because here's the thing that's incredible. I'll just tell you the thing that's just amazing. Is inside that circle is an amazing opportunity of adventure, of incredible life, of freedom, of fulfillment. I mean, there is so much in there. If we just say, God, I want to love you with everything in my heart and I want to honor you. He's like, you know what? I want to love you back. I want to do some incredible things in your life. I want you to go run a Christian camp and minister to people. I want you to go and help young women in unplanned pregnancies. And here Jane so many times has had girls come in. She just had a girl last week that came in at the very end of the day. And she was closing up and the girl was abortion-minded. And Jane stayed for an hour later just to be with her and to talk with her. And we don't know what is going to happen through that. We don't know what's going to happen at the end of that. But what we do know is God wants to be there for her and help her. God wants to be there in the midst of those situations. I mean, he had us ride. One time he had us ride our bicycles up the Alaskan Highway to share his good news with people. 1,500 miles on a bicycle in the most awesome country in the world. It was incredibly beautiful. The first three days, I wasn't thinking it was beautiful. (laughs) I was thinking, my goodness, this is going to be a lot of work. 80 miles a day, and we were, we were in shape, but it was still, we were training in Texas. <laughs> the first day, we hit a, a four-and-a-half-mile mountain, or four-and-a-half-mile hill, which isn't much here, with your 16-mile one coming up, but we hadn't seen a four-mile mountain, and it was steep. And then I think the next one was about eight miles, and it's like, holy smokes, I didn't think they were this big. And then we hit the 20-mile one. And we're like, okay, we did this. And then the last day of that ride, we were able to ride. We rode 210 miles without stopping. We just rode, made it to our final destination. We were all pumped and excited. But that was an adventure. That was living within this circle. God's incredible love and God's incredible life that he wants to give each of us. What's our big idea here today? This is our big idea. Go ahead. If I'm letting God be in the center of my life and loving Him with every part of who I am, the important things of life will become clear. The things that you and I need to understand will become clear. And Solomon said that in Proverbs when he he said the beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. And basically what he's saying is the beginning of wisdom is to put God at the very center and to love him with your heart, mind, soul, and 
strength to um, let him have the, uh, the place to give us perspective that we need. I hear a lot of people in, in churches all of, that we speak in had one uh, just last week. Lady came up, sweet lady. I think she loves God, but she's very pro-choice. She said, I've been in the medical field and I've seen the other side and I think these girls need to be able to have abortions. And I said, well, I think you need to read your Bible <laughs> because I think God has a different perspective. And, you know, I just think he has it. We need to be geared toward what his perspective are, is. And once we put him at the center and we're saying, God, I love you with my heart, my mind, my soul, my strength, those fuzzy lines become clear. Those boundaries we need to stay in, they become a lot clearer. And he helps us with that. And I'm so glad because I'll tell you, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I need some help. And he's been so faithful over the years to help us and help Jane and I delineate how to walk through this circular life, even with our kids. You know, our, and any of you that have kids, you understand that. They're always drawing linear lines. Well, can I do this? Can I do that? And Jesus always draws a circle. How does that look in this perspective? Are you loving God or are you choosing for yourself? So today, let me ask you this. Where are you at? When you look at this circle and you... Look at how we should be relating to God. And it's always challenging to me. I'm always saying, oh, you know, Lord, I want to make sure you're in the middle. But where are you at today? Are you drawing lines or circles? We started talking about loving God in that circle, loving God with our intent, with our personality, with our abilities, and with our intellect. Were there areas that maybe God highlighted and said, you know, maybe stood out to you. God might want you to hone in a little bit more. And not just doing something, but it's loving God with that. Isn't that amazing? not about just, okay, well, I, I need to do better at this. But it's about saying, God, I want to esteem you in this area of my life. I want to long for you in this area of my life. Is God in the exact center of your life? Is he the one calling the shots? Is he the one that you go to? And then lastly, I think it's the lastly. Take some time this week. I'd encourage you to take some time this week. And ask God where He is in your life. Is He in this center? Is He in the middle? Are we loving Him with our heart, mind, soul, and strength? There are areas we can shore up on. 
Because once we get to that, then we can blow past it and go to this Good Samaritan thing. Because he said the greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is like it. And we talk about that a lot at King's Treasure. Our first one is excellence in everything we do. Second one is teamwork in the way we do it. Because if we're not excellent in everything we do, guess what? We don't need a team. <laughs> we won't. We won't need a team, you know, very, it won't take long. We won't need anybody. And I think in a lot of ways, you guys, that's the same thing with us, where we're at. Is if we're not loving God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, I can promise you, we will not be able to love our neighbors ourselves. Amen. And our, our society today needs people that are walking circular, not linear, that are helping people understand. I love what Jane and the volunteers do at the Pregnancy Help Center. They don't come in and draw linear lines with the young ladies coming in. They come in and draw possibilities. They come in and draw this circle of God saying, I have a hope and a future for you. We can't do anything about yesterday, but we can do everything about today that we can start, or we can do everything about tomorrow and we can start today. And that's a circular thinking. God has a lot of hope. He has incredible hope. Incredible love for us. And he wants us to walk in that with him and with others. Amen? Stand with me. Lord, I just want to thank you so much for your incredible love for us. And that, Lord, you have expressed your incredible love for us and patience. Um, for when we live linear and even Jesus's response to this lawyer who was it said his his intent was to test him and yet he draw he drew and was patient with him and drew a circular boundary of life and that was freeing something that encompassed you and i pray that in our lives god there would be such a uh, an understanding of freedom and a greater perspective of the freedom you bring and the incredible joy we can experience with you. And Lord, we just love you and appreciate you. And I just uh, appreciate our family here at First Baptist Cloudcroft. And just pray that you would help us connect with you in a deeper way. In Jesus' name, amen.